Super Talk Mississippi media production. Taylor Swift is coming to New Orleans, and Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and Super Talk are giving away a free pair of tickets. For your chance to win, go register now at Margaritaville Resort Biloxi and get your name in for the final drawing from Margaritaville and Super Talk 103.1. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. And our old man river, lavish leaks and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibilities. I said one Mississippi, there's a magnolia. It's Super Talk Video on Biloxi's Back Bay. Welcome to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every Monday at lunchtime the world-class outdoors of the state of Mississippi and the incredible and the super interesting people who are so passionate about it. Man, we're lucky to live here. And if you're visiting here, we're glad to have you. Uh, y'all come back soon when you can, for sure. Uh, thank you for joining us today on the powerful Super Talk Mississippi Network. And if you're listening on Facebook or YouTube or your favorite podcast, it's November the 1st, 2020. You know, it's a magical time of the year in Mississippi, especially if you love to hunt and fish. Here in coastal Mississippi, the mullet are jumping in Back Bay. The salinity is actually finally rising again in the bays as, as we have an, as we just got over a very epic rainy summer. Uh, that means trout and redfish are starting to bite. And it also means the flocks of Canadian geese are starting to settle in. It's a beautiful day in Mississippi. And I had my hunting camping up in the Mississippi Delta and other places like it all over the great state. The food plots and other chores are mostly done now. Had had my grandkids up at the camp last weekend. It's always fun to have them around. We got a lot of rain last week. That means the food plots are starting to grow. And the Delta gumbo has its trap set, <laughs> at least for now. That's some world-class mud, that's for sure. Fall is in the air. Both seasons is f- full swing across the state. The whitetail youth uh, gun season starts next weekend. Wow, it's that time of year. Now let's go into the woods with Chuck Cage, a longtime outfitter from the Mississippi Delta. He's been hunting ducks since a child with his grandfather. So many memories, so much to talk about. How you doing, Chuck? Doing fine, doing fine. Glad to see you. Welcome to Super Talk Outdoors. Now, look, people who have not, you know, people who know you know this about you, but people may not have, not everyone knows you. So let me ask you this question right off the bat. How many U.S. Fish and Wildlife duck bands do you have now? Well, I, <laughs> I hate to tell it because it sounds like a, a made-up number, but I've been blessed to have 119. A hundred? No duplicates <laughs> no, no, no duplicate actually that's an important point and we're going to talk about that later in our conversation you know there, there's been some things done to make you uh, enable you to go order them but we'll come back to that in a second which takes a little bit of this special buzz from them away but we'll again we'll talk about that in a minute but that's a lot of duck hunting there's so much ground to cover uh, you say actually that you're winding down now and that your son chase is running the business but t- tell me about y'all's god service well, I tell you, we started this uh, in 1979, and in 1979, it was uh, not real popular. Well, it wasn't popular at all in Mississippi to be an outfitter or be in the guide business because people were going to Arkansas and Louisiana and uh, out west. I mean, they were going up north. They were going everywhere but Mississippi, and uh 
I went hunting with some guys and uh, just decided I think I think we we might can do something with the duck business in Mississippi and uh, just got started from scratch and I mean literally from scratch and it was I tell you how scratchy it was the first lease that I got I paid a dollar an acre for it so wow. I a dollar an acre now that's cheap. <laughs> uh, It's come a long way. You can't get any for a dollar now, you know. No, you know what's interesting? We're going to talk about this. Uh, There's so many debates today about where the ducks are. You know, things have just changed. You know, the the ground has changed. Uh, What's happening north of us is changing. People have different opinions about all that. We'll, We'll get... We'll get into that before it's all over with. But, you know, to, to, to uh, lease a duck hole today for for a season, can just one duck hole, you know, I heard ten, fifteen, even $20,000. Maybe you've heard bigger numbers than that. But mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to find those magic duck, duck holes these days, isn't it? No, well, the magic duck holes are gone. I mean, it, I mean, you can't even look up and stagger up on a good duck hole now. All the good duck holes are taken. Uh, and and with GPS and, and all of the things that go along with it, uh, you just can't even find a new place to go duck hunting. And believe me, I have covered a lot of ground over the last 42 years trying to find it. And uh, it was easy for about 10 years. Then it got harder. And now it's impossible. I mean, yeah. it's uh, if you're not already tied up with something, it's hard to get. It's hard to get anything new. That's so you're good. So your base station is Hollandale. So you, you you so that would be sort of the capital of your of your outdoors business. But as you branch out around it, how far out do you go in terms of duck calls? Well, uh, about seven counties is about as far as we go. And the main reason for that is you just can't scout them. And we scout every day. I mean, we scout for the hunt tomorrow. We'll scout today. And there's only so many hours in a day. And by the time you hunt in the morning and then try to make a decision on where you're going to hunt the next day, uh, seven counties is is a lot. You know, it's a lot. It is. You've done a lot of glassing over over uh, over those many years. So look, so when the when your business is rocking and rolling, Chase Chase and his team are going to be out there every single day. Well, Chase is taking it pretty much. He's taking it over now. I mean, not pretty much. He has taken it over, and uh, he's uh, he's a good caller. He knows how to set up, uh, and he's been doing it since he was seven years old. Yeah. And, uh, actually, I took him with me before he was seven. I had him with me when I just about had to put him in my hunting coat. And uh it was uh it was it's been a long time. But he's turned out really, really good. He knows his business. He knows how to call. Uh, and and he's he's taking it over completely now. I saw a video with him and there's gosh, you know, for those of us who duck kind of lot and I, I boy I'm I'm by far not mastered it. I'm nowhere near your league. But but the nuances are so important, man. I mean, there's so many. Like, he'll know whether he needs to move over 200 yards just because of the wind direction, the way that the birds are flying in. You know, he's a minimal caller. I mean, that's one of the things with, with duck hunters today. They call too much, and they, they're screaming it loud. And, and he's, you know, you guys are you guys are pretty minimal. You, you know when to, to shut up and when to try to talk to the duck, don't you? 
Well, I tell you, we would like to think we do. <laughs> you know, but, but when you see people that are just blowing the duck call and blowing the duck call, blowing the duck call, and a lot of them say, uh, well, here you have to call a lot, you have to call a lot. If you have to in a spot where you have to call a lot, you're in the wrong spot. I mean, that's just the fact of the matter. I mean, if you're in the right spot, you don't have to call a lot. And uh, that's why location is location is location. <laughs> Way better yeah. to be in a good location than to be a du- good duck caller, you know. Yeah. Oh, man, and that's true. That is so true. Hey, look, we're going to get into all that before it's all said and done. But I want to I want to take a step back for a second. Yeah. Mississippi, kind of the, the, the if this show has sort of an underlying message, it is that Mississippi is one of the most incredible places to hunt and fish and just simply enjoy the outdoors in the world i mean we i mean you you know this you've talked to people you've been all over the place this is a special place whether you're fishing off the coast and or fishing the backwaters or coast of mississippi or whether you're up in the mississippi delta or, or i mean look bottom line this is a great place to enjoy the outdoors what does it mean to you what does the outdoors mean to you well the outdoors to chuck cage is Chuck Cage's life. And and I tell you, I, I just, I think I was probably, if there was reincarnation, I was reincarnated as a duck guy, but I probably was a mountain man. That's probably what I was. And uh, obviously I'm being facetious, but I can tell you this right now, it's nothing like it to me. I mean, if I died and went to a duck hole, that would be great, you know, as long as Jesus was standing there with me. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, I feel the, I feel the same way, and I had had terrific conversation with Will and Jimmy Primos and Brad Ferris, and others for that matter. And it seems like the older we get, the more we take the moment in. I mean, the more we appreciate the moment. It's not, you know, for people who think it's about the shooting, they miss the point. It's it's the it's the the culture of hunting. It's the relationships. It's the laughing. It's the having fun with others. It's the quiet times, standing there in those duck holes or wherever. Maybe you're maybe you're sitting in a stand, you know, just not even seeing the deer, but just enjoying the the sound of nature. But the older we get, it there's something about it, isn't it, Chuck? We just kind of we just kind of appreciate the moment more, don't we? I tell you. I can relate to that more than anything you could possibly know because it's been 10 years, actually 11 years, since I've killed a buck deer in the state of Mississippi. And I could go forever without shooting a deer. It would not bother me one bit. But I can't go without killing a duck. I still have to (laughs) kill a duck every nine minutes. I just my priorities, I guess you can say, have changed. It used to be all about how big the deer was, how how many deer I killed in the season, how many ducks I killed in the season, how many bands I got on it. But now to be able to sit in a duck blind and just reminisce and watch the ducks and all, it, you. It, it's amazing what happens to you the older you get. And when we come back after this break, we're going to continue a conversation about why that is so important and why Mississippi is this magnet that keeps us here and that draws people here. This is Super Talk Outdoors. This is Chuck Cage. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue our conversation.
looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. My friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland is now offering monoclonal antibody treatments. Monoclonal antibody therapy offers a way to help reduce and prevent severe symptoms in COVID-positive patients and for those who have been in close contact with someone who has tested positive. Most insurance providers will cover the cost. If you are uninsured, you may be eligible for reimbursement through the federal government. To find out if you are eligible for this treatment option, call Innovative Health Clinic today, 601-944-5585. Join Middays with Gerard Gibbert, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., sponsored by The Road, your destination for fine men's clothing. Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils. With just a few short weeks left before our lease expires, DNS Diamonds and Jewelry is offering 50 to 80% savings storewide. Diamond earrings, wedding bands, loose diamonds, it's all marked down 50 to 80%. This is a perfect time to do your Christmas shopping. DNS Diamonds and Jewelry accepts cash, verified check, credit cards, and 12 months interest-free is available with approved credit. Save 50 to 80% now before our lease is up at DNS Diamonds and Jewelry. 144 Market Street, Flowood, in front of J.C. Penney. Do you suffer from allergies, sinus or respiratory problems, or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts, install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable Energy Star qualified systems in the industry. Call Pure Air Consultants today, 601-939-7420. A proud provider of Green Home AC Systems. <laughs> Are you feeling it? <sighs> The new degree of comfort. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Philium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pillium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson ninety-seven point three. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors, it's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors, brought to you by the foundation. They're working to protect our outdoor legacy in this great state every single day. They're actually officially called the Foundation for Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. The foundation is the only outdoor foundation that directly supports supports the Mississippi Department of Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. They provide financial support 
for wildlife and educational projects associated with the department. The foundation is also working to take Mississippi's conservation efforts to the next level by focusing on the important issues that matter to outdoorsmen and women. In short, we're lucky to have an organization like the foundation and the dedicated volunteers who are involved in it. And I should also add so many of those people who are helping to fund it. If you want to learn more about the foundation, you can go to the Super Talk Outdoors page at supertalk.fm website or click on the foundation link, or just search the Foundation for Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. Now let's get back to my friend Chuck Cage. Chuck, we were talking about how much the outdoors means to you. And I, I really can relate to what you were saying when we went to break, is that just going in there and just sitting and letting the quiet happen and just, just soaking it up, I, 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 I saw the podcast that you did with uh, with this, uh, with uh, Matt, with Ramsey, right? Russell Ramsey, is that right? Russell Ramsey, Ramsey Russell. Ramsey Russell. Thank you. Ramsey yeah, Russell. yeah. I'm sorry, sorry, Ramsey. <laughs> we'll have him on the show pretty soon, anyway. But you know, one of the questions that he asked you is that if you if you had to name a smell that brought back your youth the fastest, what is that smell? And for him, it was cotton defoliant. And I thought about it. For me, it was diesel fuel. You think, well, diesel fuel, that doesn't sound too exciting. But for me, it was like being in a charter boat off the coast of Mississippi in a big school of redfish. And you could smell the diesel fuel. And when I smell diesel fuel, even today when I smell diesel fuel, I think about a charter boat. And I think about what it did to me as a kid and what and the sound, the sights and sounds that it that emanate from that smell that's a great question when you think about a smell yourself what what comes to mind for you hunting clothes that hadn't been washed in a few days i love that and i love the smell of freshly fired ammunition cases whether it be rifle cases or shotgun cases there's no smell as a kid i would shoot doves and pick up my case and just smell it. And I can still smell it right now. I mean, it was just a smell that when I smell my empty cases, I knew something should have bitten the bullet. I love the stories that you tell about hunting with your grandfather. And I, I thought it was pretty interesting. I never you know, subscribed to the point of view that the kids had to be at a certain age in order to, to go hunting. I mean, I had my sons in a hunting stand with me when they were seven to eight years old. You know, they may, may not have had a gun in their hand yet, but they were experiencing the outdoors and understanding it and getting hooked to this to the sense that it's not about the shooting. I mean, I, I remember my, my son Jordan. We probably did a, a year or two of hunting without ever seeing a buck. I mean, because you know we hunted in South Mississippi, and that yes, it was rare back in those days to see a buck. But the, but this 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 whole culture that he was introduced to, it changed his life. He's a lawyer today, and he lives here in in, in Coast of Mississippi. My other son lives in New York, but he still what brings him back to the Delta is gun season starting. But this this notion of being able to introduce the outdoors to our kids. At a very young age, the way that your grandfather did you, uh, I, I can't stress how important that is. Tell me what it meant to you. Well, I tell you, all of my uh, children, I have three girls and a son, and every one of them were going to the woods with me when they were, I mean, like young. I'm talking about three, four years old. And uh, I have four children, two of them like to hunt, two of them don't. 
and and my uh, middle daughter Dabs uh, absolutely does not like it at all. In fact, I took her hunting with me one day, and uh, she said we got stuck. As soon as we got to the field, we got stuck. And when we got through and I got her back home, she said, Daddy, you cannot make me believe that you enjoy going out in this cold, wet weather and getting stuck and have to get your friends to pull you out. She said, you cannot make me believe that this is something that I need to be doing. She doesn't hunt anymore. Needless to say, she doesn't. But um, I have one daughter that hunts. Uh, Ashley hunts a lot, and uh, she's a good shot. And Chase obviously took to the to the sport. And Rebecca, my oldest daughter, I thought was going to be uh, a good hunter because she could shoot a shotgun pretty good at a young age. But when she killed her first deer, she quit hunting after that. But, you know, if it affects them like that and they don't like it and they don't want to shoot them, that's fine with me. You know, uh, she can appreciate the outdoors and she likes to do it, but she does not want to shoot anything. But well, uh, yeah, you heard me talk about this at the beginning of the show. But, uh, you know, you think, you know, what what's so notable about Delta gumbo? But it's um, to me, though, it, it first of all, it's a special classic of, of mud, <laughs> as we all know so well. It will break an axle on a truck if you don't if you let it build up. But the thing about it is, when you're stuck in those moments, part of the hunting experience is is the fun you have trying to keep your equipment from breaking while you get yourself unstuck and the the ragging you do with each other. But it's, it just sort of goes to the overall experience. Either you sort of get that or you don't. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. I, when I was a young guy, I mean, like really young, 14, 15 years old. I saw a big uh, caterpillar that was buried, and they had two other caterpillars trying to pull it out. And uh, I knew right then the the Mississippi gumbo mud was powerful medicine. It was powerful medicine. It will you can bury anything in buckshot mud. <laughs> for for sure. Well, you had a shotgun when you were seven. You're hunting with your grandfather. How important were, were those moments with your grandfather, not just learning the, the incredible outdoors, but also learning about safety and respect for the sport and how to, how to, how to stay alive, you know, essentially? How important was that time for you? Well, you know, and back then, uh, woodsmen were really woodsmen, you know. I mean, and my grandfather was a coon hunter, and uh, they, their equipment was a compass, you know, and a carbide light. That was that was their equipment. Now you have to have GPS, you have to have this, and you wander, you mark a spot, and you go straight to it and all. But those men back there uh, were woodsmen. I mean, they were real woodsmen. And I tried to be a woodsman, but I will never be the woodsman that my grandfather and his generation were. I mean, they were they were true woodsmen. And uh, and there's nothing wrong with good GPS. I don't misunderstand. No. I mean, uh, it, it, it's definitely got its uh, got its place. But but I I did like maneuvering in and out of the woods and, and things with uh, with a compass and and just kind of going by the seat of your pants, so to speak. My grandfather was a big time squirrel hunter, and he passed a 
sweet 16 to my father and i have it today a single shot 16 gauge and uh you know i look at that i look at that uh, gun from time to time and i think to myself what what was it like for him because he he was just su- such a natural when he went into the woods he, he didn't have a dog he just went in and and did extraordinarily well a lot of times it was it was to feed his family but um, you know they they had they had a special love for the outdoors. But the beauty is, even though we may have the technology today, the fact that they passed it to that next generation—that's the key to our success—is passing that love of the outdoors to the next generation, isn't it? Yes, indeed, it really is. And uh, it it did it just amazed me how they how they could could love something like they loved it too. You know, and 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 I, my family, my grandpa was uh, not a wealthy man by any stretch. I mean, in fact, he was, he was, he, he had two guns. He had two guns is all he had. And, and now I look back on it and I think he had as much fun with those two guns as most people have when they buy a new gun every three or four years. They seem like they have to feel like they need to buy a new gun and, and move on. Well, uh, those guys back in those days could make more out of out of less than than anybody. You know, they they really had a way of doing that. Tell me about Sam Pendergrass. He was a man's man. I think that's the best way I can. If I had to just sum him up, he was a man's man. He uh, spoke the truth as he saw it. Uh, he was very opinionated and uh he was a stand-up guy i mean he was a he was a stand-up guy and and uh he 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 formed me as much as anybody other than my grandpa and possibly my uncles you know but sam was a heck of a heck of a hunter he was a he was a big time duck hunter he had 57 bands himself when we come back We're going to talk about the journey that led to 117 bands. Chuck Cage has 117 duck bands. That is a lot of hunting, ladies and gentlemen. 119. 119. 119. Right, right. Right. I was just saying it wrong. I I have it down as 119. Anyway, we'll see more with Chuck Cage here on Super Talk Outdoors when we get back for the break. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a beautiful day. Sunny skies, high near 75. Tonight, mostly clear, lows dipping into the upper 40s. Tuesday, sunny skies, high near 73. And for your Wednesday, a beautiful day on tap as well. Partly sunny skies, high near 69. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. That's right. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we're offering such amazing deals that we can't keep the cars on the lot. There's never been a better time to come trade in that ghoulish old car and upgrade to a new Mitsubishi. Plus, at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, you're approved for super low 1.9% APR for 60 months on the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. That's right. 1.9% financing, which will save you thousands. Is your credit history really scary? 
Our credit team will work to make sure you're approved, no matter how many skeletons are in your closet. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, we want your trade. We'll give you a whole lot for whatever you're driving, dead or alive. So come save like never before with our scary good deals at Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. With Professor Gilbert. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. I'm Lauren McGraw with Gotta Go. I'm here to help you with anywhere you might need a bathroom. Because when you gotta go, you gotta go. Please call us at 601-879-3969 or look us up, gottagorentals.com. I'm Rex Baker with Gateway Rescue Mission. People are angry these days, but you don't have to be. Let's get 2021 started right because somebody out there needs your help. At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change a life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org. Make a donation and help change your life today. Family. They are definitely family in that clinic. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just, and every time I go in, it's just like, they're so nice and they just, they're just so compassionate. It seems silly to say that it was a pleasure, but it really was. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. State Auditor Shad White says there are a couple of reasons he talks about their cases. He believes it deters criminals from stealing money, and it lets taxpayers know where they can go if they see what looks like theft of public funds. He was speaking to a Rotary Club on the coast a few years ago when a woman approached him. So she goes to her car and brings back this manila envelope, sticks it in my hand. I look at it, look at the documents in there, and I say, yeah, that looks real bad. Uh, Take it back to the office up in Jackson. That tip ultimately led to the investigation and arrest of Mayor Mario King. The former Moss Point mayor had raised money for mental health services for a local school district, but instead he and his wife used it to buy a car and other personal items. He's now serving a nearly three-year sentence in federal prison. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. It's that time of the year again. Like my son Barrett and I, hunters will soon be heading to the woods to hopefully bag that big buck. Hi, I'm Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Our agency often works with Mississippians whose disabilities are the result of tree stand injuries. Keep safe by remembering these important tips. Always maintain three points of contact going up and down a tree. Use a haul line and always wear a safety harness. Please don't let your next hunt be your last. Why is agriculture so important to the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation? Well, one out of every four jobs in our state depends on agriculture, and it's a $7.35 billion industry for our state. That's a billion with a B. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. 
He doesn't accept the narrative. He questions it. We're just getting to the bottom of this. Gallo. Every single morning from 6 to 9. Super Talk Mississippi. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time. On air and online at supertalk.fm. Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut walls and fall football. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors right here in the uh, Foundation Studio. The Foundation is the only outdoor foundation directly supporting the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. And I I have such a treat today to have the opportunity to visit with Chuck Cage, a longtime duck hunter. He's a big-time dove hunter as well, I might add. But we're talking about duck hunting today. And uh, he's obviously done a lot of goose hunting over the years. But he has 119 Bands. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Department put the bands on ducks so they can track them and learn and do a lot of research and whatever. And uh, I personally have never shot a duck with a band. My son has. But you've done it 119 times. And, and how many hunts have you been on? Have you ever just sat down and done the math on how many hunts you've been on since you were a kid? I hadn't done the number of hunts that I've been on, but I have... Since I have been in the guide business, I have kept up with how many people that I have taken hunting with me. And I hate to even say it because it sounds like a a, a BS number. I mean, it really does. (laughs) But I have been blessed to have been put in the presence of some of the best duck hunters in the country. And... I wouldn't take anything from my experience, not just being a guide and not having my own business and not having the things that go along with that, but to meet the people that I have met in my life that have made me what I am over the last 42 years, uh, I owe it a lot to um, to the people that I hunted with. Cause how I, many? How many really, people? How many? <laughs> I really, let's just say thousands of <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not I mean, surprised. I have really honestly, uh, I've been in business for 42 years, and I was really in the business for 40 years. The last two, since I had uh, some health problems, I've, I've slowed way down. But if you figure I carried 200 people a year uh, duck hunting, yeah. I took probably 250 people a year dove hunting and goose hunting, not 250 people goose hunting, but you do the math on it yeah. over the last 40 years, it's a lot. It, it adds up fast. Thousands and thousands. So, so you know, it's so interesting to hear your conversation about how each band, uh, you kill a duck, it has a band, how each band has its own unique story. And there's a, there's such a, I don't know, it's, there's such a mystique that comes with having a high number of banded ducks. Uh, what does a banded duck mean to you? 
Well, it just means it's it's um, almost like memorabilia of a hunt. You know, you you look at those bands, and although you might not can put your finger on exactly which day it was killed and all, you look at them, and collectively, they are what you have accomplished in the duck hunting business, or maybe not so much accomplished as the people you have met and the fun that you have had over that period of time that it took to accumulate that many bands. And, uh, you know, they're all material things, and, and in the in the long run, they're not going to probably make that much difference. They're not going to make that much difference. But in the present time, when you look at them, it's memories. Yeah. It's memories that holding on to those bands, you can somewhat remember what has happened in your lifetime by looking at those bands. And uh, I guess it's like uh, the, the Indians that would give their friends or somebody something to wear, and then the other people would change it out, you know, and they would give them something of theirs. And you look back on it, you think, well, how many people have I actually been involved in knowing based on these duck bands. If it hadn't have been for these duck bands, I wouldn't have known so-and-so, or I wouldn't have been, this experience wouldn't have happened. And it's more to it than just shooting a duck with a band on it. It's it's way more than that. But I will say this, I still get as excited if I shot one more. If we went duck hunting tomorrow and I shot one more, I would do a band dance. I would do it. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I'd look silly, but I'd be doing it. <laughs> but Chuck, you know what? I have a really good friend of mine, and I talked to uh, Captain Sonny Schindler, who's with Shore Thing Charters on the coast. He was on my uh, coast show, Coast View, recently. And I mentioned this friend of mine, Reed Geis, who's here in coastal Mississippi, longtime friend of mine, who's really been all over the United States, frankly, all over the world, uh, uh, fly fishing. And he and he talks about this fly fishing experience. And my son Jordan came to describe Lee, uh, Reed this way, that he has a low threshold for amazement. What happens is somebody enjoys something too much, it takes more of whatever that is in order to get them excited. You know what I'm saying? So the more they experience, the less excited they get. Whereas people like Reed and people like you, your your threshold for amazement stays low. And that's one of the reasons you've been so successful in what you're doing because people are drawn. There it's a magnetic draw that you have uh around that people enjoy that enthusiasm. They love that excitement. It's for real and it kept people coming back year after year after year. That's why you went into the thousands of people. But where does that come from? Is it just something in your soul? Talk to me about that amazing. Well, it comes from the heart. I'm going to tell you, yeah. you, you know, people that love to hunt, they, they love it from the heart. You can't, and I've seen this happen a lot of times, you can't just make a hunter out of anybody. You can't make a fisherman out of anybody. I mean, it's got to be in their heart to want to hunt. And, uh, and you can't just make somebody a hunter you know mm -hmm. they they either have it or they don't have it now i've seen a lot of people that didn't know they had it until they went on a hunt and had a good hunt and then they realized it was in them and and they uh started hunting and they they loved it more and more and more but it's always been in me i mean from the core and uh and i'm glad i'm glad it has been in me well, that's, that, that, that keeps you going. And based on what I see about Chase, he has that same thing. He, he has this love of it, this wanting to introduce it to others. 
but he personally just enjoys it as much as you do. And that's going to carry him through the years, isn't it? I sure hope it does because he really does love it. I mean, he it's in his heart, and I tell you, he loves it, and uh, and he's good at what he does. He is. He's a he's a good duck hunter. He can out call me two to one. Uh, he um, <laughs> he can't out shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure that he'll debate you on that. I'm sure, but uh, but maybe he'll defer. Maybe he'll defer to you on that for sure. Hey, listen, I bet there's been so many funny stories. I, I can only imagine over all those hunt how many leaking uh, waders that you've seen and how many people might have fallen in that probably shouldn't have and breaking ice. Gosh, man, there's so many memories. How do you? I, I, I bet they just bubble up when you when someone talks about it like that to you. Well, well you know the one thing. If I had it to to do over again, and uh, I would make a every day that I hunted, I would I would write it down and I'd put it in a diary. And people told me years ago. Uh, Put it in a diary. Write your hunts down. Write it all down, and one day, you know, uh, you'll really enjoy looking at them. And that is one thing that I did not do that if I had it to do over again, I would write down every single hunt that I have been on. Because uh, although you think they're in your mind and uh, you'll never forget them, uh, sometimes your memory has to be jogged a little bit to, to get it back up. But I really wish I would have written it all down and maybe not so much wrote a book, but just have had something to, to pass down to my kids and grandkids and, and all uh, so they would understand the things that I really enjoyed doing and some of the things that I had done. Well, it's not too late to start trying to gather some of those up because if you, sometimes you can just look at someone's name. And go, oh my gosh, I remember so well. I never laughed so hard in my life. I mean, I'm sure that's those kind of memories come up when you think about somebody's name. But what's you know, if you look back, I'm sure you laughed a bunch. But what's one of the funniest thing stories you remember? One of the funniest stories that I ever remember. Well. One of the funniest stories I remember is when the guy walked out of his waders, just walked, his, he had bought a cheap pair of waders, and we were over in a swamp hunting over at Sam Pendergrass's swamp, and the guy took off walking through the wader, uh, through the swamp, and it was so cold. I mean, it was freezing cold. And all of a sudden, this guy's uh, cheap waders, and that's what they were, cheap waders, they started coming undone. I mean, they just, he'd make a step and something would fall off of his waiter. By the time he got about halfway to the, to the blind out there, uh, not necessarily the blind, the tree that we were hunting by, his waiters had completely come off him. And, uh, <laughs> and that's really the, the funny part was when we got him back, he was so cold, we had to put him in front of a fire. And his feet, I can still see them today. They were blue. His feet were as sky blue. They were just blue as they could be. The, be hey, let's do this. This is Chuck Cage, Super Talk Outdoors. See you after this break.
Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. This is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family-owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Save the date. Callaway's Christmas open houses will be the first two Sundays in November with refreshments and door prizes every half hour. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, Wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, and much more. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Don't forget Callaway's Christmas Open Houses, first two Sundays in November. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the afternoon. Callaway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's what Callaway's is. Two Mississippi museums, the Museum of Mississippi History and the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum invites you to our Veterans Day ceremony. Wednesday, November the 10th at 10.30 a.m. to honor Mississippians who serve and who have served the United States Armed Forces. The program will take place on the Energy Mississippi Plaza located on North Street with free covered parking on North Jefferson Street. Join the two Mississippi museums, Museum of Mississippi History and the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum as we honor our veterans. Before your next trip into the great Mississippi outdoors, make sure you stop by your local Gateway Tire and Service Center, where we go the distance for you. No matter where the road takes you, Kenda has a tire designed for your journey, on the road, on the trail, or on the racetrack. You can count on Kenda quality. For the past 50 years, Kenda has been building a better tire for life's most demanding activities. Actually, they overbuilt them to ensure you succeed safely in everything you do. Stop by any Gateway Tire or Service Center near you for the largest selection of Kenda tires in Mississippi. While you're there, don't forget Gateway's ASE certified mechanics are trained to diagnose and repair your car or truck with honest customer service. Gateway Tire and Service Center offers lube, oil and filter changes, engine diagnostics, belts, hoses, brakes, wheel alignment, and of course, tires. Just like Kenda, designed for your journey. Gateway Tire and Service Center supports Mississippi outdoors. And of course, we go the distance for you. 
yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's cut through walls and fall football. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors, brought to you by the Foundation. We're having a terrific conversation. Spend a little time in the woods with Chuck Cage, longtime duck and deer and goose hunter, from his base station there in Hollandale, Mississippi. When we went to break, we had a hard stop, unfortunately. But you're talking about the guy who literally walked out of his waders. And you know what, Chuck, I can picture that. And man, on a cold day, you don't have much time to get to get warmed again. And when you said you got him by the fire, his feet were blue. Uh, he made it. But I bet you've seen some close calls over your time, haven't you? We have. We've seen some close calls. But uh, the the main reason that I don't hunt like the river in a boat or something is because I know how close calls can happen. You know, when you're running an operation like this, you don't know if the uh, next guy that you carry is going to be a good woodsman or a bad woodsman and and i will take my chances with them with their feet on the ground as opposed to being in the mississippi river because mississippi river is un, unforgiving you know and uh it's a lot of people hunt it and a lot of people guide on it but uh it's it just never was for me you know never was for me i, I get love that. look at the river i love yeah. to look at the river i get i get that i, I see that clearly hey listen at my place in, in the Mississippi Delta, we have a hundred acres of Cypress Lake. It's beautiful with a hole in the middle of it. When we first got there, I, I took over this property about five or six years ago, and we had some pretty good duck hunts, but then it's kind of fallen off since then. Now, there's a bunch of different theories about it. Not cold enough up front, uh, up, up, you know, uh, uh, north of here, maybe, maybe too, planting too much food in the flyway. Certainly, you know, modern uh, you know, farming operations have changed the topography of the land and all that. But what's your take on the duck situation over the last few years? Well, the and I don't know the professional end of it, but I know this from observing the Mississippi Delta from the time I was a kid to right now. The ducks are not in the Mississippi Delta like they were even 10 years ago, even 10 years ago. And I wish I had something that sounded real knowledgeable and everything to tell about it. But other than the fields getting worked up uh, from, you know, just as soon as they get the crop out, the farmers, you know, work their fields up. That doesn't help. But you got have to understand that's what they have to do. But the flyway appears to me that it has moved west. Uh, but the numbers overall are down. I don't care. I mean, and I shouldn't say I don't care because I do care, but but when I hear uh, authorities telling exactly why this happens and, and the population is down and the hatch is down and, uh, you know, this, that, and other, weather to me affects them more than anything, but something has happened in Mississippi over the past 10 years that has made the duck population moves somewhere. I don't know exactly where it is because you used to could ride around in our area and ducks would be just flying over 
anywhere you went. I mean, it just ducks were everywhere. It wasn't the had didn't have anything to do with the land. It was the fact that the numbers of ducks were here by the hundreds and hundreds of thousands. And and I don't know. I wish I did know what 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 happened to them. But I do know this: the population is down in Mississippi. Hey, Chuck, one of the one of the things I wonder about, like at our place two years ago, thousands of duck came into the pro- property near Sidon in February. Okay, they weren't there in January, came in February. Last year, we got some new ground in Shula. It's about 2.3 miles along Shula Lake, about 250 acres. It borders, it borders uh, farmland. And it was a flooded field, so I walked out from our property onto the farmland, flooded field, and there were literally thousands of ducks there. I mean, in all layers of the atmosphere coming in. Is it possible that they're just coming in here later? Do you see ducks coming later, in, like in February? Yeah, well, and the weather affects that a lot, you know. And uh, but, but I don't think that that's really all of it. And again, we're just—it's all what you think, what I think, what the next guy thinks. But I know from riding this Mississippi Delta from top to bottom since I was a kid, the numbers of ducks in Mississippi Delta wide. Not what it used to be. And well, the good thing—the good thing about your God service there in Hollandale, Mississippi—that uh, your son Chase and 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 you from time to time still find them. You got your little choice spots, and your people should look you up if they want to know more about your outfitting business. But we're out of time, Chuck Cage. It has been a genuine pleasure. I look forward to having you back soon, and we'll continue the conversation here on on uh, Super Talk Outdoors. I appreciate it more than you know. Thank you very much. You bet. You're a fine man. My my friend Chris Gers was right. I would enjoy the time we spent together, and I did. Have a great day. Stay safe out there as we get into the youth weekend and uh, continue the the bow weekend or the bow hunting. Uh, Stay safe and enjoy the outdoors in Mississippi. We'll see you next Monday. Mississippi Media Production.